Friday, and welcome back to Date Night with Kai and Cass. Happy Friday. <laughs> it's the weekend. <laughs> and if you couldn't tell, this is my episode, babies. Yes. You're taking it over. I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm taking it over. I'm officially co-host, and this is my... Well, Little Mermaid was technically my first pick, but this is like when we're starting, I'm officially taking my role as co-host, and so every other week... Kyle will pick and he'll present and then I'll pick and I'll present and so you'll be hearing a little bit more from me. Which is good because I talk way too much. <laughs> I have to say that I'm like it's weird because I, I've had done a podcast with my buddy Ozzy. We did OK Comic Talk and we would switch off then but I've done a couple podcasts with you and you've never been in charge of it mm-hmm. and I'm excited to just let the reins go because I feel like you just... It's good to let you just have your, like, do your thing. Just, like, let's see let's see you do it. I'm proud of you for stepping up and taking it. You were like, I want to do this. Let me fucking run the episode. It's like, all right, man. You pulled the rank of it. Like, what was it, Little Mermaid? Your first ever co-host episode together. And you were just like, hey, listen. I'm going to pick my favorite scene and my favorite musical number, bitch. And I was like, hey, listen. All right. It's your show, too. Whatever you say. Yeah. And right before this, he's like, hey, you want to, like, go through, like, what you're going to say? And I said, no. No. Just let me do it. Mm-hmm. Just let me do my thing. And so here we are. Day night. Day night. And the movie that I picked this week was... We didn't go to the theater, actually. We didn't go to the theater this week. This yes. week we picked a movie at home. Yep. Because I think it's fun It's fun for you guys like to like maybe not go to the theater. Like if you would just want to like sit at home and watch a movie, you can watch the movie and then you can listen to our podcast. And it's just like more access. You also said that, and I agreed with you 100%, that... Our release, our release schedule is Friday after we watch it. Mm-hmm. So it gives people a week to get to the theater. Most people we know aren't going to the theater once a week. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But these are movies that people still want to see, mm-hmm. so they don't want them spoiled. And right. you said, and I 100% agree with you on this, that you would like to do some movies that aren't in theaters, aren't brand new, so people have had a chance to, you know, maybe a few years to have seen this movie yeah. or have watched it a few times. Or it's readily available on a streaming service like Netflix or something and they can just pop it on before they listen or after they listen and not have something be completely spoiled that they like would like to go see in the theaters. Mm-hmm. Me, I just saw Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. There are plenty of people I know that would love to see that movie before we ruin it for them. Mm-hmm. So that's like, I, I appreciate that input and I 100% agree that it is nice to like watch something that isn't necessarily brand spanking new. Right, because not everyone's going to want to listen to our podcast if we're covering brand new movies because they don't want the brand new movies spoiled for them. Yeah. So let's cover some movies that have been out for a while, been out for a couple of years that, again, you, you could have watched already or you could go watch on any streaming service. And I don't feel bad spoiling. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel bad. Sometimes I'm, like, talking about certain things that happen, especially in the Scream 6 uh, podcast we did because that is such, like... A huge franchise mm-hmm. and I felt kind of bad ruining that for a lot of people because it's like we're gonna spoil the shit out of this and we have a lot of people who do listen to us because they're our friends and they want to go see those movies but they're also like I want to support you guys and listen so I feel less bad spoiling a movie that came out you know two three years ago yeah. than I do like last week mm-hmm. um, so this week the movie that I chose was actually from Amazon Prime yes sir and it was drumroll please my Spy. Good timing on that, too, by the way. We did not, like, we were just, like, did that and called it good. Yes, My Spy. <laughs> yep, My Spy. It's with uh, Dave Bautista. My stars boy. in it. Yep. Dave. And... On a first-name basis, him and I. <laughs> Davey boy. And I actually, I chose this movie because I know Kyle's love for Dave Bautista. 
So we actually mentioned in the Magic Mike episode, if you want your boyfriend to sit down and watch these movies, tell him, you know, Kevin Nash or Matt McConaughey <laughs> is in it and Channing Tatum and they're in. And uh, you said Dave Bautista and I mean, it was like, I don't give a shit what this is. Just, I'm down. <laughs> like, I want to watch it. Dave Bautista is another name that you could just throw out there. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's watch it. I don't have to ask any questions. Just put it on. Yep. And so you'll be able to tell, like, from week to week, like, Kyle tends to choose, like, horror, scary mm-hmm. movies. Or thrillers. Like, I like I like some sort of fear. Yeah. <laughs> and I am the exact opposite. Like, my favorite genre of movie is a romantic comedy. So. Oh, my God. I, like, I'm so sorry to cut in here, but that just reminded me. Our first Valentine's Day ever together. Do yes. you remember what happened? Yes. Uh, do you want to tell it or do you want me to tell it? I'll tell it. Our first ever Valentine's Day. Our first ever Valentine's Day together, we had a movie day, mm-hmm. and we made a fort in the mm-hmm. living room, and I prepared a nice steak dinner. Which, let me just say, Cass is very much so, a, like, hands-on, let me do it, and I'm more of an ideas kind of guy. So it's yes. funny, as I was like, we should make a fort. And then she was like, yeah, let me do that. And I was like, well, I mean, I'll help you. <laughs> and she was like, get the fuck out of my living room, bro. And she yeah. kicked me out of the living room while she made it, because... She's very much so like a, let me do it, you just sit down and I I want my own, I don't want your input at all. Yeah, you just gotta (laughs) let me do it because I'm gonna fix whatever you do. So we had a fort and then you were just like, I'm making this. So I have no say or didn't help at all during that. I just wanna throw that out there. So let's, I made a fort. Yeah, you made a fort. We didn't make anything. And and we watched movies, but we watched... (laughs) All scary movies. We watched Polaroid. I made you watch Polaroid at like 9 in the morning. And yeah. then we watched it, it Chapter 1. And then Cass was like, it's a little too much horror. It's Valentine's Day. I'd kind of like to watch something this, you know, lovey-dovey. And I was like, okay, you can pick a movie. And you picked To All the Boys I've Never Loved Before. before yeah. Which, by the way, I was like, I don't want to watch this movie. And then halfway through, I was like, fuck yeah, I love this movie. <laughs> I've watched every single one that's come out. I love those movies. They're great. So I was glad you picked it. But then immediately after, I was like, okay, we have to watch It Chapter 2 now. Yeah. <laughs> We spent the entire day watching. I mean, those movies are and two and a half actually, hours long, too. It was know? during It Chapter 2 that I like looked at it and I'm like, it, it's too much scary. I'm it was like, the final scene where Pennywise is like much. a giant bug. And you were like, you looked at me and you're like holding on to me. And you're like, it's too much. It's yeah. too much scary. I'm done after this. And I don't think we watched I don't think we watched another horror movie. I can't remember no. what we watched. But you were like, I'm done after this. We can't watch yeah, another scary I'm, movie. I'm a type of girl. Like, I cannot watch a scary movie right before bed like when we watch a scary movie before bed we're watching a disney movie like, yes yeah. i can't i can't do it yeah um i'd also like to point out that our first valentine's day together we'd only been together for probably three months mm-hmm. and that's December, that is what that. happened on our first valentine's day together and i stuck around so. yeah i also think that's pretty like <laughs> pretty much how our relationship goes i mostly pick the movies that we watch and they're mostly scary movies yeah. and then every so often you're like it's my turn yeah We've been better about sharing, obviously. Yeah. So anyway, I've decided my role on this podcast is going to be to lighten, lighten the mood. mood with I like how we both agreed that that's exactly what your job here with is. With some, <laughs> like, witty, cheeky. Yeah. Not so serious. Comedy. Like, like, the, like we'll get into our thoughts on this in a minute. I, that's something you should say, not me. But <laughs> uh, I'm stepping on your toes here. I'm sorry. But with My Spy, it's an action movie but not at all an action it's movie. It's, action, it's a comedy. It's comedy. You know what I mean? so, it's, romance. it's romance. Like, it just, like, it was everything that I like. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I will say that I do love when you pick movies. I ask you to pick movies a lot. It's just that sometimes you're like, I don't want to. So then I get yeah. left to pick. I have a very hard time picking movies. Yeah. 
for me and Kyle to watch. One, because he's seen a lot of movies. And yeah. when I'm picking a movie, I want to pick something he hasn't seen. Yeah. And two, Guy's a tough critic. I am. He's but a I, tough but critic. I'm down but I'm down to watch almost anything. Like I, I will you put it on, I will watch it, but it doesn't mean I'm gonna like it just because yeah. you pick it. But nothing makes me angrier than when I spend all this time picking a movie and Kyle's just like that yeah, was bad. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so you tend to not want to pick as often because you, you take it personal and I say I don't do. like I, something. I do, I take personally. <laughs> but to be fair, I that's why I end up picking most of the time. Yeah. And I do I do we've slowed down our role on horror movies a lot recently, especially like this year, twenty twenty three specifically. Mm-hmm. I have like taken it to heart that you're like, I don't really want to watch all scary movies. So I'm like I try to branch <laughs> out. I try to branch out and yeah. pick. Uh, I picked one true loves. We watched that movie. That movie is fucking ass. <laughs> I picked it because I was like, this seems like it's got Simi Lou, I'm in. Mm-hmm. It's a romantic comedy, Cass will like it, and it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But yeah. that's why I picked it. So I'm glad like I like your input because it also gets me out of I would have never watched um, what's that movie where Stick It? Yeah, Stick It. Holy shit. I would have never, never watched that movie. And you made me pay for it to yeah. watch it, right? I loved it. This is one of my favorite I movies from my childhood. Movie. And so I was just like, he has to see this. And if you hadn't had brought that up, if you hadn't if it hadn't been your turn to pick, I'd have never watched it. And I'm glad you did because you would have given me a scope. You gave you give me a new a new realm to explore that I, I just simply wouldn't have ever like decided to pick. I mean, it's yeah. a gymnastics movie on the surface, but it is so much more than that when you actually watch it. So, I like when you pick. I really yeah. do. It, it, I might like sometimes when you pick. I'm like, why this movie? But like, <laughs> I usually have a good time. Yeah. So, but anyway, back to my spy, mm-hmm. the movie for this week. I'll just do like a brief little description of what this movie is. Yep. Um. So Dave Bautista, he is an ex. Marine turned CIA field agent now and he in the first scene you see him just like completely house this room full of people Mm -hmm. like he's his scene is you know what I am good at kicking ass Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then he proceeds to kill to kill every single person in this house of bad guys and he goes back to like the office and he's so proud of himself and they're like that wasn't the point of the mission, dude. Yeah. They're like, the point of the mission was to get information. There's two of these, what, plutonium? I have no fucking idea what they were. I, I check know. out uh, anytime. <laughs> that's the thing with these movies. Anytime anyone's like, we need to get the... the fr- 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 yeah. I'm like, that's what it sounds like in my head. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, anyway, it's these people they are trying to find the, like the substance to make... A nuclear bomb, yeah. They're yeah. trying to make a bomb big enough to blow up, you know, like New York City or something yeah. like that. And so... There's two in existence, mm-hmm. I guess. And so he kills all these people and gets the first one. But that wasn't the point of the mission. The point of the mission was to find the other one. Yep. They go home and he gets this information from the office. And they're decided that he's going to be ranked down a little and he's not going to be in the field anymore. Yep. And he's just going to do surveillance with a girl named Bobby. Bobby, who plays Louis, uh, Louise, Louise Belcher, Belcher yeah. from Box Kristen, Kristen, It's Kristen something. i got to look it up because it's just going to kill me if I don't know her name. Uh, Kristen Shaw. Kristen Shaw. Kristen Shaw. Yep. So she's, she's like lovely the, in everything. She's the tech, as they say in the movie. The, she, the woman in the chair. The woman in the chair. She's through the headpiece. Tells people like she like hacks into like their surveillance cameras and will like. She's Melissa McCarthy and spy. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy and spy. If you haven't seen that movie, another one of my favorite movies. Anything with with Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, she's Melissa McCarthy and spy. She wants to be in the field, but she's a tech person. Yeah. Yeah. So they pretty much get set up um, as surveillance, and they're supposed to watch this family who have ties. To the guy that ha- is looking for yep. the, the thing to the make the nuclear, nuclear weapon. <laughs> yeah. And 
so they get set up in the same like apartment building and they set cameras all up in this family's it's a mom and a daughter their dad has been killed yep by the guy that's looking for the bomb her husband the um main character's father is the brother of the main villain yeah sophie that's her name yes so they get all set up with surveillance and they're watching this family and it literally takes less than 24 hours for this the nine-year-old girl to find the camera and literally track it back to the apartment they're in and bust them she just records them and she's like how's it gonna look that a nine-year-old like broke this cia Mm -hmm. mission and so she uses the video to get dave batista jj and his is his name in the movie to pretty much do anything she wants yep takes her ice skating she wants a father essentially she wants an adult that's present because her mom's working constantly yeah and so she uses that against him and but they end up becoming like really good friends and then she tried like sets him up with her mom and all this stuff but then it becomes basically a romantic yeah but then they dave batista gets caught for like fraternizing with the target that he's supposed to be surveilling mm-hmm. and he gets fired. Yeah. But then a big fight scene happens and he ends up winning the bomb back or whatever. And yeah. he gets rehired. Yeah. That's the basis of the movie. <laughs> the basis. You explained the entire thing. <laughs> That's the movie. All right. You don't have to watch it now. No, I'm, just I'm dying because when you were like the basis and you started with the first scene, I was like, Oh, she's going to go see my scene. This, 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 this lady's about to go scene by scene, which is fucking, you know, hilarious. But... I just feel like sometimes we, like, get into these movies and we just start talking about them and then people are going to be like, what is this movie even about? Well, that's why we could just, like, we could read the synopsis from Letterboxd occasionally. Or I guess we could do Yeah. <laughs> it's like two sentences. But I'm not, hey, listen, you give them a pretty thorough fucking explanation about what the fuck is going on because it feels like it starts out as an action movie and moves into a romantic comedy and yeah. ends as an action movie. You know what yeah. I mean? So, I mean, you pretty, pretty you summed it up really well. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know. Took 20 minutes, but... All right, well, um, with that, <laughs> let's get into our thoughts on the movie. It's time to talk about our thoughts. All right, I want to hear your thoughts on this movie, because oh. I just... I really love hearing what you think about my picks, all right? Hey, listen, I gave Little Mermaid a good grade. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, that's a classic. Let's hear it. I would say that, like, going into this movie, when you said My Spy, I was like, I've avoided this movie for so long because (laughs) I do love Batista, but there's, like, a game plan feel to this where it's, like, to be fair, I didn't know the plot entirely. I thought it was just him going on a CIA mission and a little girl being, like, tagged along or, like, something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I didn't picture it being, like, this romantic comedy. Um, I pictured it as more like a game plan situation. A guy gets stuck with a kid and he doesn't yeah. want the kid. Like so, the Dwayne The Rock Johnson yeah, movie. Yeah, which is what I literally said. I was like, is that, uh, what's her name, Madison Pettis? And you're yeah. like, Madison Pettis is, like, 25. What are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> so my battle on that, her name's uh, Chloe Coleman, I think. And so... Going into it, I was like, ah, this movie, like, I'm just not feeling it. And you even told me, like, don't watch a trailer for it. Just, we're going to go in blind. And I was like, all right. I did know, though, that Batista just recently said he is starting uh, My Spy 2. They're going to do a sequel because Disney wouldn't let him do it or something like that while he was doing Guardians. So now that he's done with Guardians, he's moving on with his career. And he's actually really excited to do My Spy 2. So knowing that and heading in, I was like, it can't be that bad if the dude, like, loved it so much. He couldn't wait to get out and do the sequel. I will say he was the best part of this whole movie, was Batista. Really? I, I truly think so. I have so many issues with that little girl character. I enjoy that she, like, she's too competent. <laughs> she's too fucking competent. 
She is nine years old and she outwits the CIA. I'm sorry. I just was like, well, I'm I mean, not, I can't. She's, she's clearly had a little bit of a adventurous life. Why? Because she lived in France for a year? But her dad was involved with like that bad guy and then her mom and her. But she doesn't leave. know that her dad was even like that. She even asks That's like, true. was my dad even like, was my dad a bad guy? Because like, is that why you guys are here? That's true. My only, that was like my biggest issue. And it's not because she's like. I, I loved her confidence. Mm-hmm. I loved that she wanted to learn. I loved that she had the balls to be like, look, I'm a nine-year-old and I outwitted you guys, so you're going to do what I say or I'm going to blow your cover. I don't mind that. It's the fact that she is a nine-year-old, simply looks at the Wi-Fi, and knows that someone in this building is a CIA agent and knows exactly where to go. Fuck that. What I just, know? like, it took me out completely, man. I was like, why did I, we have to go this route? It I just makes it, it seem so stupid. I think it shows how kids these days are very technologically advanced. I'll give you that, but there's no fucking way they're tracking down the CIA. I mean, man. it seemed pretty easy. It seemed too easy. That's the whole point. And Kristen Shaw's character, Bobby, is supposed to be this mastermind tech lady. And she gets outwitted by a mind. Well, clearly I'm sorry. she's a little bit dumb. I'm sorry. But I will say that Batista and the chemistry between Batista and, and, and Sophie, I think her name is, Chef's Kiss. I loved seeing that. And I will say that watching this movie made me just want more Batista in more roles like this. Mm-hmm. I want him to be... Put him in as many game plan scenarios as you can, and I will watch all of them and like all of them. <laughs> like, I don't even care if the story isn't all that great. But seeing Dave Batista try to, like, charm this girl, like, the mother, like, dancing and, like, doing all that, getting out of his comfort zone, I just really enjoyed seeing him be goofy and silly. Because for so yeah. long, he's been, like, Drax was goofy and silly, but, like, in a I'm gonna rip your shoulders out of your fucking socket way. Yeah. And in Dune, he's also a menacing character. Knock at the cabin. He's clearly, he's like... He's in Dune? Yeah, he's in Dune. I almost picked a Dune for our yeah, movie. Really? Yeah, I just watched it a list. couple weeks ago. And you did? Yeah, oh, dang. I'm glad I didn't pick it then. It's, uh, he's, he's pretty good in that because he's, like, really, really scary in that. Um, knock at the cabin again. You know, so it's fun to see him get to branch out and have fun. And, like, yeah. get to be a goofy guy that doesn't... And, like... Like, I know he kills people in this, but if you stop him, like, you look at him in this versus him in Drax, uh, as in Guardians of the Galaxy, not even close to the same thing. He's, like, a silly CIA agent in this. In Guardians of the Galaxy, he's literally bloodthirsty. Like, he wants to kill people. You know what I mean? He wants to, in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1, he's trying to kill Ronan. He's trying to rip his arms off and, like, mm-hmm. murder him because he murdered his family. And this is just, like, I'm a CIA agent, man. And it's, like, silly and fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I really like seeing him in roles like that. It's like Drax but toned down, I would say. Mm-hmm. And I like roles like that. Yeah. I really, I liked this movie. I loved the chemistry between um, Dave Bautista, JJ, yep. and Sophie, the little girl in this movie. I also loved Bobby. Yeah, you did. The, yeah, you the did. Girl, the woman that plays Louise Belcher. Kristen Shaw. Kristen Shaw. She played Bobby in this, and she was just hilarious. Like, yeah. even, like, her dynamic between her and Dave Bautista yeah. was so funny. Mm-hmm. It was so good. She kept trying to open this, like, uh, the, the, what was it, like, the gun box that he has. It's like a yeah. semi-automatic weapon in there. And he keeps, like, telling her, don't open it. And she goes to open it, and he, like, throws the knife, and it sticks in so she can't. So she takes it out and like accidentally throws it back at him and well, stabs yeah, him in his thigh. Like, she's like, you like, gotta yes, teach me man. how to do this. And right. he's like, he's like, no. And she's so like, please, funny. you gotta teach me. And she goes to throw it and it just flings backwards right into his thigh. And Dave Batista just straight face, doesn't even flinch, and he just goes, ow. Yeah. <laughs> I like the chemistry, like you said, we both. And then she about throws it. up and then she, she bought yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's fucking... And it's... Yeah. It was, it was like it was oatmeal consistency, which really was fucking gross. gross. It was fucking gross. It was really gross. But like you touched on, and I touched on, is the chemistry in this. Everyone in this movie, the chemistry was immaculate. Yeah. So, I, I didn't love the fact that this started with a giant action sequence, and then we go into like this 
calm love fest for like a fucking hour and a half and then get the last like five minutes of action it was very weird but i i think that the chemistry just wipes away any inconsistencies or pacing issues that i had because every single character in this had legit like the actors themselves felt perfect for their roles Mm -hmm. and the chemistry that they all had like Kristen shaw's character or bobby to batista uh bobby to jj i should start using the character (laughs) bobby to jj bobby to chloe Chloe to JJ, Sophie, Sophie uh, uh, JJ to Sophie, uh, even JJ with the mom, mm-hmm. uh, Bobby with the mom when she's like, figures out that they're CIA agents, like the chemistry, Ken Jong is only in it for like 10 minutes and his chemistry with everybody is just immaculate. Yeah. You could tell everyone on the set had good vibes and good energy while they were doing it and they clearly had so much fun and I think that helps and you can feel that in the story like you can tell these people legitimately like each other and had fun and it just exudes off the screen mm-hmm. like you're just like yeah they're having fun i'm having fun yeah and this movie also had some of the most hilarious like one-liners like they i kept was saying cracking one line, yeah. up yeah. at this movie what do you think of her last one-liner because she gets her for like the first time ever she gets her one-liner and it's like sophie the little girl sophie's like the whole movie's like i want a one-liner and i want to walk away from an explosion and not look back and have it look super cool so her one-liner comes at the very end what is it again yeah have a good flight bitch and then she looks at um dave batista's character jj and she goes what i was nervous i was nervous she's she's like that's the shit i like she like when she's like actually able to be a nine-year-old girl uh-huh. i think she's the best because it's just cute and charming that way yeah. and she, he's like that's the best you've got having a nice flight but she's like well i'm nervous yeah. it's funny and then um, the inability to not stare at the explosion at the end yeah. is so and, funny and then so there's a, a gas truck that's leaking gas and there's like a flame going towards it and so she's they're like running away from it and then she just stops and she looks at jj and she's like she's like can we do it please can we do it and he's like oh fine and so they turn they start like slow motion walking yeah. like from the truck and then it doesn't explode we got a dud and yeah he's like we got a dud and she's like she like gets upset and he's like don't tell anyone i did this and he pulls the grenade out yeah. of his pocket and throws it at the truck and they start doing their slow walk again and it explodes and sophie immediately turns around and looks at it yeah. and dave batista comes down with his hand the size of her whole head and spins her head back forward yeah. to like don't look back. You just you said you wanted to not look back. Yeah, I do. I th- I think that she becomes like a little badass at the end. She like yeah. learns everything she needs to, and and I just really like that ending with her getting her one liner, getting her little moment. It was super cute. Yeah. Bobby didn't get a moment. That kind of sucked. Like she didn't get her like one liner moment, and that was kind of a bummer because she's like teach me the whole movie. Her moment was it was finally her chance to like save Batista because she's literally just supposed to be like. This woman in the chair. This woman in the chair. Like, she's not involved in the action. But Dave Batista gets into a pickle. And she has to go save him. Mm-hmm. And she finally opens it. She's like, fuck it, I'm opening it. And she go, opens his, tool, his toolbox, is what he calls it. And it has all of his weapons in it. Mm-hmm. And she pulls out this semi-automatic gun. And she's like, <laughs> tries to shove the bullets into it. Like the... The mag or whatever. Yeah, the magazine. And she shoves it the wrong way. And all of all the bullets the spot, fall yeah. out. And so she has to put them all back in, and then we see her like walking down the stairs to the apartment 
to like go save Dave Batista and she drops the gun mm-hmm. and it starts falling down the stairs and as it's falling down the stairs it starts discharging into the room which I appreciated because how many times we watched something where I'm like that gun would probably have gone off and hit off a guy yeah. like that but the gun starts firing into the room that all the people are in and she ends up actually killing like two of the bad guys yeah she shoots one of them square in the <laughs> head on she's not even like she's literally just walking down the stairs she's not even in the same room has no idea what's going on luckily she didn't kill any of the um there's only, yeah, the CIA, like her little posse. The good people? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was her shining moment. I think that actually, now that I'm thinking on it, I, I think one of the things I didn't like so much was that we never meet up with uh, Todd and what's the other guy's name? The, the the couple that lives next door. What do you mean you never meet up with them? At the end. Where the fuck did they go? They're just gone. Oh, did they get shot? No, they didn't get shot. It's uh, Carlos and Todd. They live next door. They're a couple. Turns out they're also um, bounty hunters, I guess. For, yeah, like, they're, they're like, also looking for They're looking people. for the, the hard drive that has the other code on it to find the other half or some shit. I don't really know about all that shit. Like, Which, that was a twist. That was a twist I didn't see coming and appreciated. But I will say that not seeing that, like, they are just gone all of a sudden. The building the building gets shot up. They blow. She throws the grenades down. They take off running. And then we just never see them again. Oh my god, that, that's another thing Bobby does. Is she, she drops the grenades, She yeah. throws the grenades in, into the apartment, yeah. and the apartment just, like, blows up. Right, but we never. But that's when those guys take off, and we never see them again. I just felt like it was kind of, like, unresolved. They've been a huge portion of the movie, and we just never see them again. Ma'am, you're in a building. Like, yeah. there's other people that live there, and she's setting off explosives. Yeah. She, she just drops them right, like, she's, like, throws them ten feet away from her. But yeah. that did get me, because it's like, where did they go? What the fuck happened to them? They're, They're clearly, probably like... probably dead. They ran away. The fuck, man? I don't know. I wish we could have seen something with them at the end. Like, I don't know, some sort of stinger that was like, oh, look at them on a beach in Cancun. Because they, they're like <laughs> pretending to be a gay couple. They're actually they're posing a gay as a gay couple. couple. They're posing as a gay couple and then realize that they actually love each other and fall in love during the mission. Because yeah. Carlos says, we're not actually a couple. Well, we fell in love on the mission. That's sort of the beauty of the mission. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. But I would like to see something happen with them. They were also really funny. They were like the best parts of the movie. I loved seeing them because Todd is like really quiet and all he does is like grunt. Mm. And Carlos knows exactly what it means. I loved all that shit. Like the, <laughs> He said the, yes. The personality. <laughs> he is irate right now. He usually berates people with these questions. And it's like he's just groaning. He's just like, <laughs> mm. It's so mm. funny. I like the silliness of this movie was what made it. It never took itself too seriously. Not yeah. once did it take itself too seriously. Even in the moments when it's like supposed to be, it's goofy. Yeah. Uh, the ending where Bobby's in the chair and she's like, where have I seen this before? We have a plane with the helicopter. We have planes, um, wings going towards a, uh, a fence that has, that's leaking later or fluid or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, where have I seen this before? And then later on, she's like, I feel like all we're missing is Nazis to really make this a badass scene. <laughs> and I'm just, those moments are supposed to be so serious and I'm so glad that they never tried to make it serious. They were like, let's just lean into the goofiness of this. Yeah. And it just... I love that. The The energy never changed. It was like silly in the beginning because he's got this stupid one-liner with a terrible Russian accent that I'm like, no <laughs> one would fall for that. And they immediately are like, dude, you're not Russian. That accent's terrible. Yeah. So it never once took itself too go, seriously. Well, I'm not good at acting. Yeah, I love, love that. But I, love I am that. good at kicking ass. Yeah. That's one thing that I, I went into this movie and I was like, and actually, like, I just don't care about action movies all that much. But the fact that this took a turn and was like, a love story? I was more interested in that. I was way more interested in that and how he was being bribed by a nine-year-old girl into doing shit. He he takes her ice skating and he clearly has never ice skated before and he's like, no, I'm good. I'm just gonna like watch. Like, you have 29 minutes. Like, just go skate. And then she calls calls him a chicken. She Mm -hmm. goes, bop, 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 bop. 
And so then he gets his size 15 skates mm-hmm. and goes out on the ice and literally cannot stay on his feet. Yeah. Like, he took some diggers. Yeah. The humor in this is great. Dave Bautista is so good at physical comedy, like falling down like that. Yeah. It looked great. Like, I know it probably wasn't him. It was probably a stunt double. But he just he's phenomenal. And then at the end when he's learned to skate and he skates by those bullies. I've and practicing. I've been practicing bitches. This shit, he's just, <laughs> he's so funny and his physical comedy is great. So I think that having him in this goofy role is, is perfect because he not only lends it credibility, you bring in a whole different audience like me who's like, oh, I get to watch Dave Bautista be badass. And you also get the silly side of him that appeals to people who want to watch the romantic comedy aspect of it. You know what I yeah. mean? I just thought it was so, I thought he was so funny. Everyone else was, Bobby was funny and he was funny and the dynamic between the characters were funny, but he was most of the comedy yeah. in my opinion. Um, and then the scenes where he dances and he pulls out mm-hmm. the, is it, what is that? A whip? A whip. Yeah. He does the whip. <laughs> yeah. His, again, it's physical comedy. He's just hilarious. Which I completely forgot about the whip. This movie came out in what? 2020. 2020. And yeah. So when was the whip date? I don't I felt like I was in high school for God's sake. Oh like, God. when was like, I don't know. Yeah, he's doing those. And those it's not even to that song. It it's too different. Bad. Song. Yeah. Like, it's not good. Dude can't dance. No, he cannot. But that was also like part of the charm is that he's so bad, but he's got so much confidence. He's he having such a good time. Having a great like, time. Yeah. It's infectious. You can't not. You can't watch that and not have a good yeah. time. I, he was hilarious. I I want to say that I did. I felt like this movie lost track of itself somewhere in, along <laughs> the way. I like because we get these weird glimpses of uh, the bad guy. I can't remember his name. He's some Victor. Russian dude, Victor. We get glimpses of him doing like evil things, like killing somebody. But it felt there so. There wasn't enough of them. There wasn't enough. I forgot that's what we were even doing. You weren't scared of them. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't scared of them. I forgot they were even like protected. Like Batista keeps saying, "We're here to surveil you. We're here to surveil you." In case but we never really up. knew why until like the very end. No, we knew that because Ken Jong says, "Hey, they're dead." Like, her dead husband is this guy's brother. We need to make sure he doesn't try to contact them. Yeah. That's why they're there. But my whole thing is we don't even get... They're non... They just don't matter whatsoever. Yeah. Until, like, the last ten minutes. You're like, oh, right, we're dealing with a a bad guy who wants to blow up a planet, essentially. Yeah, it never felt like they were in danger. Not once. Until the very end. Yeah. So it kind of, like, lost that part of the movie. Right. It definitely did, and I felt like when the danger comes back, you're like, oh, are we really doing... Like, it, I just felt yeah. like, I wanted to just see them be a couple. It, well, yeah, it, well, it just felt like a romantic comedy where the daughter's trying to set this man right. she met up with... Uh, there you go. Good job. What are you getting out there? <laughs> um. <laughs> it's about a daughter trying to set up her mom with a guy she met down the hall. Yeah, like, that's what the movie felt like, and then there was just, like, this side plot right. that... Definitely took a back seat, but it's what the movie was really about. Right, is to stop <laughs> the bad guys from contacting these people if they and to take them out if they it's show literally up. Literally to find the nuke, so it can't be used. Yeah, so I think that is like the the clunkiness of like the piecing together of the story was a little bothersome because it's like I don't even want to deal with these people. I just want to have them either be a couple <laughs> or not. Like I don't give a fuck about the plutonium shit. And that's another thing with these movies is they're like. When they're rattling off the bad guys, where they're from, what they're trying to do, I zone out completely. <laughs> At one point I asked you, I was like, why are they going after these people again? And you're like, oh, because Ken Jong said that the like these two women, like the, the mother and the daughter, are related somehow to the bad guy. Yeah. And I was like, right, okay, right. Because when they're talking about that, I just, it's gibberish to me. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. And yeah. so that, again, it kind of lost me on that front, which isn't the movie's fault. It's just a preference I have. 
And I just like I couldn't I couldn't have cared less about that aspect. I just and am glad that they really focused on the relationship between Batista and and, and uh, Sophie and the mother. That was fun. Yeah. Um, but so the reason that they're like having to watch these the girls, the daughter and the mom, is because their dad hid a flash drive. Right. She hid it. He hid it with his best friend. With his which best is the friend, dog. which is their dog. And so the, at the very end, the bad guy figures out he hit it with his best friend and then realizes, like, the best friend is the dog. And that's when he finally, like, goes to get them. Right. That's another but thing is that like, felt so... Like, why... He was looking for a second half of the plutonium thingy, right? Yeah. Until he goes and gets a flash drive from a dog. And I'm just like, why are we dealing with this at all? Like, this is just... It felt so half-assed. Yeah. And, like, we have to somehow have a reason for Batista being in this apartment. What could it possibly be? And they're like... Oh, let's make him a spy and not pay attention to that story well, at all. Like and it, they, I just yeah, you it could have definitely been blended much better. You didn't get enough time fearing the bad guy, or even following them. Like randomly, we see him stab someone, and then randomly we see him get away from Ken Jong and the other spy, and they blow up a building. Remember? Yeah. And you're just like, okay, can we just get back to the other story, please? Like I don't <laughs> care about any of this. Right? I don't care about any of this. I just felt like the blending of the two didn't quite land yeah it was a little weird but then as you said like how are we gonna get him in this building right meeting this little girl getting this little girl to blackmail him to meet them like and then to meet the mom like yeah there had to be like some segue into that but and i'm not sure what that segue would have been otherwise otherwise, yeah so I, i get i get I don't fault it for picking that. I just wish they'd been blended better. Yeah, they needed better. like a little bit more of the CIA storyline. Right. Because Batista just like randomly is... That's another thing is it skips two days from Batista meeting Chloe's mom, uh, Sophie's mom, and then she he's got a date with her and it's two days later and it just feels like we're moving so fast and focusing so much on this relationship. Yeah. Why did we even include them being CIA agents? Yeah, then? and like the beginning, he they um, when they're giving out the assignments for the CIA, they send this woman, and she's the one that's supposed to be like tracking Victor yeah. and like doing all that. You don't see any of that. We see her for two seconds when again she's following him, and the building blows up. Yeah, that is it. Yeah, I was like, why are we focusing on this at all? Like, why do we care then if he's not involved in that? Right. So her job is to follow him, surveil him, make sure he doesn't. Find the the nuke. Right. And Dave Batista's role is to surveil this family. In case he realizes case, where the flash right. drive is. And you never saw that part. You no. never saw that part of the movie at all. Which, it's so long, so I don't know how they... It's already an hour and 41 minutes, and it's like, that's way too long for a movie like this. So I don't know how they would have fixed, like, got that in there. Yeah. But I do think that maybe if they had cut out some of the escapades that him and Sophie went on. Oh, like, but that was the best part of the movie. You can't cut them out. Those yeah. are the funniest parts of the movie. I agree, but I also think if you want to have a, like a fun story that like works better and isn't so like con- like chopped up, you can definitely cut out a little bit of those a little a few of those bits yeah. and have more of the what the fuck is going on in Berlin and why this woman is like tracking him down and shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just felt like it could have been blended better. I've said that a 100 times, but I it's just the truth. That's my biggest complaint is that I felt like we didn't... There was no real threat ever. Like, we knew nothing yeah. was going to happen. I agree. All right, so, like, at this point, is there anything else that you want to talk about about this movie? One thing. One thing? Yes. Okay, let's hear it. Is Dave Batista the best wrestler-turned-actor in your mind? So the big three would be him, John Cena, and, and The Rock. 
Mm. Of those three, who is the best in your opinion? Sorry, but it's The Rock. The Rock, okay. It's I mean, okay. She Actually, remembers... we've talked about this before. So, so The Rock is obviously more famous. Yeah, sheer numbers-wise, it's, it's right. obviously He's been in Johnson. a lot more movies. He know, like, But if you look at like The Rock's like portfolio versus Dave Batista, John Cena's not in the running. Against, against <laughs> Dave Batista's So quick to dismiss. Why do you dismiss him? Why do you dismiss Because he's just... No. He's pretty much the same character in every movie. Yeah. Um, if you look at The Rock's portfolio versus Dave Batista's portfolio, I feel like Dave Batista has had done, like, more... Like, he's done, like, a broader array of movies. His uh, genre expands... So many. Yes. Like, he is just in like the horror, is, comedy, right. action, romance. Yeah. Murder mysteries. Exactly. So, The Rock is literally, like, comedy action. That's, that's It's mostly action, and then every every few years you'll get him in, like, a, a, Jum- a, a Jumanji or a Central Intelligence, and even yeah. then, still an action movie. Right. Whereas, Dave Bautista, like, in Cabin in the Woods, let's see him in a dramatic, scary movie. Yeah. Knock at the Cabin. Knock at the Cabin. Yeah. Isn't it called Cabin in the Woods? The like book is, is the, book? the Cabin at the End of the World. Oh. Cabin in the Woods is a 2011 movie, which is one of my favorites of all time. Ignore me. Um, <laughs> Knock at the Cabin, Knock at the though. Knock the Cabin. Yeah. He's like a drama, scary. He plays like a really serious role. Yeah. And then you... Kills have, it. He's the best part of the whole movie. Yep. And then you have like the action comedy with um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Absolutely. Where he also... Like he plays like a... Um, dumbass. Like a, a, yeah, dumbass, I guess. <laughs> and then... The movie we just watched that we're covering today, My Spy. He's it's a romantic, yeah, action comedy. And you can branch out into sci-fi. Yeah. Dune. He plays Dune. a very major character in Dune. Yep. And then you have um, Glass Onion. Glass Onion. Yep. Of course. Where he it's like a mis- murder mystery. Like he just he's been in a lot more different genres. He's not afraid. What I love about Batista, in my opinion, he is the best wrestler turned actor. Overall, because I know the numbers are on Dwayne Johnson's side, and he has like a hundred more movies than Batista. Yeah. And he makes the he's the highest paid actor in Hollywood. Okay, we get it. Very handsome guy, very built guy. But <laughs> when it comes to like being the butt of the joke, Batista has no problem being the butt of the joke. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson, I feel like, takes himself so fucking seriously <laughs> that he can't be the butt of the joke ever, and that's something Batista is willing to do. And in doing that, it opens him up to so many more roles that Dwayne Johnson would just never get. Yeah. Do you think Dwayne Johnson would ever get a Glass Onion role and play Batista's role? Absolutely no. not. Because he wouldn't allow himself to be put in a position where he could be, one, killed like that, killed off so quick, and two, he wouldn't be willing to be that type of character. Yeah. Like a completely dumbass right-wing conspiracy theorist. Like, that's what Batista is in that movie. Yeah, and then also, like, Knock at the Cabin, like, he plays, like, such, like, an emotional... Yes role and like kill like he kills it kills it like he you see the emotion in him and i honestly don't know if the rock could bring that emotion to the table so i was trying to think of a movie where dwayne johnson is comparable to a character like that Mm -hmm. and there isn't one that i can think of off the top of my head the closest i could get and i could be wrong on this maybe someone else out there is like hey this movie but to me maybe like i think it's called walk the line or the rundown or something like that um and he's still just an action dude in that. He's yeah. just like an ad beat him up. He's never committed to being... Th- that movie is so dependent on how Batista plays that character. Yeah. And I don't think Dwayne Johnson has the width to become that character. Mm-hmm. He's so one note that it's like, he's funny, he's going to punch you in the face. Batista, 
you could tell he was a caring, emotional individual and that he did not want to be in this position, but he was, and he had to accept his fate like that, but it's still physically intimidating. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think The Rock has the the ability to expand into that character. I just don't. Mm -hmm. Batista's so willing to go there and become the character, and that's what I appreciate appreciate about him. And I want Batista to get more roles like my spy. I don't want him to be tight. And I'm so glad he hasn't allowed himself to be typecast as the action star like yeah. Dwayne Johnson. And John Cena even has typecast himself as to being the big muscle yeah. idiot. Like, look at um, uh, Knocked Up. Not Knocked Up. Uh, what's that? Uh, Cock Blocker. Mm-hmm. That movie. Um, Peacemaker. Suicide Squad. He's always this fun-loving idiot yeah. who's built, right? <laughs> Batista's always willing to do something new. Mm-hmm. He has never tried to get typecast, and I love that about him because it shows his versatility, and that's why he's the best. Because you look at the filmography, like you said, you look at their portfolios, you look at the filmography. His genres are like he covers every genre, just about. Yeah. And that is so important because it shows his versatility, and that right there is what we're talking about. When it comes to being a great actor, it's versatility, I not agree. just playing the same character over and over and over again. San Andreas, uh, that movie is basically the same character as um, Rampage, which is basically the same character. I mean, he's just always the same dude. Always the same dude. So in my opinion, it's fucking Batista. And this is just (laughs) another, like, it's not that great of a movie, but he is the best part of that movie. And I feel like we say that a lot with his movies is, eh, it's not a a lot because he's done a lot of great movies, but a few times we've talked about him and it's always, he's the best part of this movie. Yeah. When have we said that about Dwayne Johnson ever? When have you and I watched the movie and we're like, well, Dwayne Johnson was the best part of that movie. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, in my opinion, it has to be Dave Bautista. He needs to be cast in fucking everything. And if we're going to replace Dwayne Johnson as the face of Hollywood, it has to fucking be <laughs> Dave Bautista. He's got the look. The man is chiseled as fuck. Great tattoos. Uh, handsome. And he's just like, he, he could be so many characters. He could be so many characters. Yeah. And he even said in an interview that he's really upset that no one has come to him and offered him just a straight up 90 minute uh, romance movie. Yeah. He said in an interview after Guardians of the Galaxy premiered, uh, and was finished rapping, and it was post-production and premiered. They said, what do you want to do now? And he was like, anything and everything. Hand me all the scripts. I am really offended that no one has come to me and been like, we want you to be the love interest in a romance movie. Not I even, would love that. Not even a rom-com, just a romance movie. And I'm telling you right now, he would fucking nail it. I would love that. He would that. nail it. I think he'd be great. He would really, like, I think he'd play, like, the, like, damaged, yes. kind of rough around the edges, like. We kind of got that in this. Yeah. He was kind of like that in this. Yeah, like damage rough around the edges guy that a girl's love changes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think that they even mentioned that because Bobby's like, oh, he's so done for when he's when she's watching (laughs) him in the elevator and he's like falling for them, obviously, and he's falling in love with with not only the mother, but as as the daughter too. He really he really does love her and he started to open it up his shell. And he even says at one point, like, you've opened up a part of me that I had closed off so long ago. That moment, I was like, he's being so genuine here. Why is he not in more of these types of movies, man? He can play that damaged person so well. Yeah, That's another that. thing I wish this movie had done, actually. Let's talk about his past a little more. Yeah, they, like, touched on, like, something traumatic happened to you. Like, right. like either, like, your wife left you, you got like, or she died, or, like, you lost your whole platoon. Family, your whole battle. group. Yeah, exactly. And then we end up finding out that that is what happened. Like, he, lost, he, he left his uh, entire He didn't platoon. leave them. They just all... They, he led them into a fight and they oh, all shit. died. Okay, okay. I, I miss I misunderstood that. I yeah. thought I oh she said you lost your group. Yeah. I, in my head I was like you you left your group. No, you lost your group. Yeah, he literally he like led them into a fight and every single person in his except for him died. Yeah, his group. 
I don't know what the, they're called. His squad. His squadron. Yeah. But died. that also like just scratches the surface of but who yeah, he is. It was just like a very, they literally said that and that was it. And then they went on to something Right. Else. And he's such a thin character. Like all of the characters in this are so one note and so thin. But the thing is Batista's the best at handling that and making it feel so alive. Yeah. Because let's face it. Sophie is just oh she's one note. I want my mom to be in love, and I want to have a dad so I can go do things and not feel so like out of place. And I want to be a spy. And eventually she's like, I want to be a spy. <laughs> she says that just to fucking butter him up, and then at the end she's like, I guess Bobby, I want to be trained in the field. The mother, I want to do right by my daughter. All of, none of these characters had any personality outside of this one desire they had. But Batista's had so much potential to be bigger and deeper than that. And I felt like they were like, we can't really get into this. We don't want to go too deep in that. Yeah. And it just kind of sucks because I felt like we could have learned more about all of the characters if we had really sunk our teeth into that. I agree. Uh, but Batista, again, he's just phenomenal at <laughs> taking a one-note character and making it feel so alive and so yeah. deep. Well, let's stop the um, man crushing over Batista now. Sorry. There, all right. And let's move on to our next segment. Which is? Our ratings. And our MVPs of the movie. Which I think we know who Skylar's going to be. <laughs> Alright, babe. So, I want to know your rating of my pick. I promise I won't get mad. You say that now, but I feel like after off, off, off the pod, off air. Might, yeah, <laughs> you might lace my food or something. Just kidding. I'm the cook in my house. so um, I want to say that going into this, I had my reservations. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. Because I I am going to say, I will, I will, if any of you ever say I said this, any of you fucking listeners out there ever say I said this, I'll deny it. I'll delete this episode. But I am very judgmental of the movies you pick. I am. I am sorry, but I am. But it's not a personal... Like, it's not personal. I'm judgmental with the movies everybody picks. <laughs> but that's a judgment on me, not you. Because this movie just showed that you can... I, I, I need to just let you pick and not have any thoughts and just go in and have a good time. Because this movie, the the whole end of the first... Like, ending the first act, beginning of the third act... I was really into this movie. I couldn't have cared less about the first 20 minutes. Couldn't have cared less about the last 20 minutes. But that hour in the middle, man. The which middle is, meet. Which is the part <laughs> in the movies where 90% of people check out. That's the trouble with a lot of movies is getting people to want to continue to watching in the middle half. You got to keep it interesting. And this movie does that to me. It just doesn't nail the ending or the beginning. Um, so I want to say that I went in with, with reservations. I was really like, this is what she picked. Had a good time. I had a blast. And I appreciate <laughs> you picking this movie because I would not have watched it otherwise. And knowing there's a sequel coming out, I'm a little excited for it now because I've seen this. And I'm excited to see where the characters go. Like, where Sophie is. Is she... It's been two years, so maybe the characters, you know, in high school now. And she's doing something else. And maybe they've aged her up a little bit. That'd be fun. Just seeing where everyone goes. Uh-huh. And I will say, it does have me excited to see where the family is. I'm more excited about where the family is yeah. in life than the action. So I hope they lean into that a little bit more. Um, or at least have the action be blended with the family aspect like have them go on a mission together and the whole time they're bickering as a family but mm-hmm. dealing with the mission i just think that'd be fun i am excited it has a lot of drawbacks the movie just inconsistent storytelling throughout the whole thing the story's not all that compelling um and the acting is 50 50 from a lot of the characters and i do think that it's just so unbelievable for me to think that a cia agent wouldn't or would have their cover blown by a fucking nine or like that i just <laughs> immediately when that happened i was like i don't give a shit about that right, it's a movie. But, but I know I have to spend my, suspend my disbelief. So all that said, though, 
I am a huge dick rider of Dave Batista. I love everything he does. And I really did actually have a good time in this movie. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give this three spies. Three spies. Three spies. <laughs> I, I did have a fun time. And my MVP, obviously, I'm not even going to have to explain it. Dave Batista. <laughs> That's it. What did you think of this movie? Overall, give me your thoughts. So overall, this movie is just a feel it's a feel good movie. You're not gonna you're gonna watch it, you're gonna laugh, you're gonna have a good time. And that that's that. It's a fun movie to turn your brain off to and just Yeah. Whatever. Like, you can just scroll on your phone and not I, miss much. Get I back cackled during this movie. Like yeah, you I did. had a good time. You I, did. I, I like You she actually multiple th- times throughout the movie was like hysterically laughing and then looking at me being like, Why aren't you losing your shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that did happen. Yeah. Um but yeah, if you just want to like watch a good comedy movie, which I love and have a good time, I I, I recommend this movie. Also fun for families. I'm like it's families good for and families. Kids. Yeah. yeah. Good background movie. You're cleaning the house. Well, I wouldn't give it that much disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you just want to have a good laugh, go check out this movie on Amazon Prime. My Spy, mm-hmm. Dave Bautista. Um, I'm gonna give this movie. Three and a half spies. Three and a half spies. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you'd be. Able, I thought you'd actually say like three. Three. Spies. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Did my Did my score surprise you? Giving it three spies, or were you just? I'm like, a little. Yes, I'm a little surprised by your three spies. Yeah. yeah. It's it's. I had a better time than I thought. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. Um. And I just. I'm gonna name my MVP now, mm-hmm. and I'm just wanna. I'm gonna choose someone different than you, just because. I think it's nice to choose someone different than you and not mm. be, always like be right in whoever you pick. Yeah, I'm choosing Bobby. Bobby, I, what? I loved Bobby. Yeah, she was. Funny. She was hilarious. She just plays that like nerdy, quirky, annoying wannabe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very well, and she was hilarious. Like her lines and every every scene she was in, I laughed. She was so funny. Yeah, I will say even, again, like you said, it never takes itself too seriously because the scene where she's like, I broke into your file, I read that you lost your entire group, and Batista storms out, she looks at the, she's like looking at the door and she's like, well that didn't go how I thought it was going to go, and it's like, that's hilarious, even that is, she's just stupid funny. Yeah, and then when they get fired, and she gets (laughs) fired too, and Dave Batista's like, why aren't you more mad at me? Like, and she's like, because I idolize you, dude. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. So she's just funny. Favorite scene? We didn't do that. We should do our favorite scenes. What was your favorite scene in the whole movie? Totally forgot that we do that here. Um, Don't me to go first to give you some time to think. Sure. Bobby dropping the grenades. That shit's so fucking yeah. funny to me. So, like we talked about, she's come running down the stairs, the gun falls, explodes, you know, she's killed a bunch of people fucking <laughs> on accident. So she stops Todd and Carlos with the, with the gun pointed at them and Carlos is like, you're not going to shoot us. And the uh, magazine falls oh, out again. No. So she goes... You know what? I, I'm here. I, I might not be good at firing a gun, but I'm good at one thing. I'm and it's kicking, <laughs> and she's like struggling to, to get pockets. the grenades out of her pocket. So she keeps saying "kicking, kicking," and then she finally gets the grenades, pops them off, and just drops them. And it's like I'm like, she's in an apartment building, bro. People live here. Their whole lives are blowing it up. What the fuck is wrong with you? And you were like, you stood up and you were like, uh, you are in a building. You are inside or something. Ma'am, you are. In a building. Man, you're in a building, and I lost it. It just added to the scene so much because even the guys, Carlos and Todd, are like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And they even <laughs> run away. I love that scene. Best scene in the whole movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Which isn't. It doesn't even feature Dave Bautista. So, there you go. Yeah, um, I'm gonna bring up a scene that I loved that like wasn't like a, like we haven't even talked about this character very much, 
But when they first like break into the house to set up the video cameras and the dog starts like following Dave Batista around and the mom comes back in because she forgot her wallet. And at the time, like Bobby has gone back up to like the surveillance room and she's watching the cameras while Dave Batista is like finishing setting them up. And so she sees her coming and she's like, you gotta hide. She's coming back. And obviously the dog is following Dave Batista around. (laughs) And so he goes and he hides behind um, a bed. And then the dog is like st- standing there barking at him. And uh, Bobby's like, oh, she's, she's headed towards the room. You gotta, like, you gotta hide. Like, you gotta move. And so um, she comes into the room and it's really, like Dave Batista's gone. Like, he's nowhere to be found. And then they flash to him in the closet, hiding behind a like. Rack of stuffed animals. She was fucking hilarious. Holding man. the dog, and the dog and him are just both like s- silent, staring straight ahead. And the dog is just like totally going. The dog it. looks zoned. The f- the dog looks zonked. He yeah. was just like staring at the camera. Like the scene was. I remember, dude. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna stick with my scene because it's different. But that is probably a close second because yeah. I I actually remember losing it. Like I slapped my knee, dude. I realized my age because I slapped my knee without funny. Because <laughs> the was. dog is just like. Frozen, like in the closet, like oh, it's so so funny. And then that scene, like, sort of segued into another scene where um, Dave Batista trying to sneak out, he takes the doll. (laughs) Yeah. So okay, that's not that's good, but yeah. Um, Dave Batista, when he leaves, he's still carrying the dog, and um, he has to get out fast because the mom's coming back, and so he literally takes the dog out of the apartment with him. And then sets him on, like, right in front of the door. (laughs) And so when the mom opens the door to leave again, the dog is sitting outside of the apartment when she literally just saw him inside. She looks around the apartment. like, what the hell? (laughs) Um, But then the segues into another scene where... um, You're picking two scenes here? Well, no, it just has to do with the dog. Oh, okay. Where um, her sink starts leaking. Mm -hmm. And so the little girl calls him. She's like, JJ, help! We need your help! And so he comes over into the building... And he's, like, trying to help her fix her sink. And the dog runs up on him and, like, starts just licking the back of his head. And she's like, that's really weird. He usually doesn't like strangers. This is the first time he's meeting you. Right. (laughs) I feel like at that point I'd be like, did you break into my fucking house, man? Because this dog hates strangers. And all of a sudden he's really into you. Yeah, but so we didn't even talk about that dynamic. But the dynamic with... Dave Batista and, and the, dog. the little dog. It's is great. hilarious. He uh he like has a treat for him when they're breaking into the house and she's like bacon. She bacon. Gives him bacon. He tells him to sit. The dog sits immediately. She's like, you gotta teach me how to do that. <laughs> she's like, do you just walk around with bacon? <laughs> yeah. But uh, the reason that that seems great is because Batista puts him in the closet and the mom finds the dog in the closet. Yeah. And then when she sees the dog again, he's outside and she's like, what the fuck? But that is such a great scene. <laughs> yeah. That so that's my scene. that's my favorite scene. Awesome. That's a great, that is that is probably my second favorite. It's probably tied for first, but it's it's I'll give it two. <laughs> you I'll give it two, so we can be different. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so with that, we have one more segment to go, mm-hmm. and it's just like if you could change one thing about this movie, what would you change? change quite a bit about this movie but i would say the one thing like the biggest thing to me is somehow weaving in the threat Mm -hmm. of the victor guy way more we see him we don't even see him until probably an hour in 
And yeah. at that point, we have 40 minutes left, and he's been a non-factor. And then we don't see him again until the final 20 minutes. And you're like, ah, oh, I just don't care. Like, this threat doesn't matter. So I would somehow, to keep it short and concise, I would weave in Victor as a threat way more. I completely agree. That's the one thing I would change, too. Like, we don't even really know what he looks like. Yeah. Like, I, you're not scared of him. I have no idea who the bad guy even looks like. And I think he just needs some more, like, back and forth of, like... Him trying to, like, find the nuke and, like, them trying to track him and, like, him, like, watching the family, like, yeah. stalking the family. Like He just shows up. He just yeah. knows immediately or, where like, they are. Or, like, even calling them and being, like, I found right. you. Like, it just needs, it needed more. Because when that. Batista is hit in the back of the head with the gun, when he goes back to check on them uh, and Bobby sees that he's being attacked... I think that would have been better if Batista, if they had somehow known the threat was coming, right. and then were, and then the ball dropped on them because it's like it comes out of left field and not in a good way. It's yeah. just completely out of left field. You're like, oh, that's not it. Like, what the story is just taking it. Like, we're changing genres so fast, and I think weaving it in would have made this better and more concise. Totally agree. Sweet. So there we go. There we have it. There we agree we on. We agree on how to fix this movie. There we go. There it is, and here is the end of my first episode that i'm hosting yeah you did well you did well young padawan <laughs> i hope you guys enjoyed it i hope you want to he- have me host again <laughs> you're gonna have to host again even if they don't like it they're stuck with you you're here forever now <laughs> i'm just here now so sorry if you don't like it suck it up <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that'll wrap it up i'm gonna do the outro here just because it's more my handles and things uh for updates on the podcast you can follow me at movie guy underscore Kai you can follow me on the same handle at TikTok I do more movie reviews over there that don't pertain to the podcast whatsoever and you can follow me on Letterboxd at thatboykyle777 we have an ep- we have a list on there actually of all the episodes that we've done and you can go into that list and click on the specific episodes for that if you want or you can just read my reviews over there I'm plugging myself a lot on this podcast <laughs> to do together but that's because I do a lot more movie reviews than than Cass does you can follow me at thatboykyle777 on Instagram that's my personal one and you can hit me up there for recommendations if you don't find the movie guy page. You can also hit up Cass at Cassidy Turgeon. Again, so wise. But I keep forgetting that there's like no numbers. Just you just at Cassidy Turgeon. <laughs> you just get to have that handle. I'm not even the only I'm not even like the coolest Kyle Clifford that you know. Like there's another Kyle Clifford who plays for the in the NHL. Yeah. Like God fucking damn it, I can't even have that. I can't even have that. You get <laughs> no one the, knows no one has my name. You get to be Cassidy Turgeon on fucking Instagram and I don't get to have shit. This is bullshit. <laughs> but Hit us up on there if you want to recommend a movie. Cass wants recommendations. She's thriving yes. on them. Give them to her, man. Help <laughs> me, uh, help my girlfriend, help me keep my girlfriend happy. Give us some goddamn <laughs> recommendations, all right? Uh, yeah, you can also email us at kkdatenight at gmail.com. That's where we, uh, I check that email once a week. It's just where we do some housekeeping stuff. So if you want to email us rather than finding us on Instagram, that's fine too. So with all that said, guys, uh, love each other and go watch a <laughs> fucking movie. <laughs>